I talked to Coach Spurrier this hey, weekend. Hey, hey Chris Storm, we apologize. We've been through the week of technology hell around here. And if anything uh, could go wrong, it did. And it once again did. My computer got back from the shop today, got everything reloaded, fired it up, dialed it up, turned it on, started talking. And people said, we can't hear you uh, <laughs> again. Nope. So anyway, how you doing? Hopefully, hopefully they can hear us, man. It's good to be back with you. Been a while, man. Been a while. Yeah. I've been missing you, buddy. Uh, we got a lot to talk yeah. about in a short period of time because I know you got a lot of work to do. I got an old school picture up here you I really like. It's a, it's a one of you, it's a black and white of you leaping, leaping up in the air off of your, your vertical leap is what, about four inches up in the air? Oh, man, I, I <laughs> no, I know. I know. I got, I just, you know, I just like to dig in a little bit. And, uh, oh, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I, every now and then I like to bring one of those old school pictures back to remind folks that you played the game pretty darn well, too. So and so. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you mm. for reminding them. It's been a while. I like yeah. to, you know, actually, it's funny, I, I was looking on YouTube the other day, and, and somehow it suggested the Florida-Nebraska Fiesta Bowl game. I don't think I've watched it in, you know, forever, so I, I turned it on. That first first drive, that first quarter, we looked pretty good. I know. I, uh, I wish that was about it. I would love uh-huh. to have that been the, the, uh, the final of the whole deal. Turn it off right there. You know, yeah. let's, yeah. let's let it go. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we, we we like to go down memory lane once in a while because what the heck? I mean, uh, it's just it's fun, and uh, especially for you, your storied career. We all know you, great. I don't want to say comeback because you didn't really ever have to come back because you were already a good player. So let me ask you about. I think I've asked you this before, Trent Waterbar, a kid from Buholtz. I know you know about him. He's a Scott Brantley Award Trophy winner, and he's a little bit like you. Have you seen him? He's a little like me, yeah. White wide receiver, not a whole lot of us around over the years, but uh, you know the guy that's he's long. I actually just talked to him. His father and I uh, were friends, same same year graduating from Gainesville area high schools, and uh, he went on to play at UCF, and, and obviously is the coach at Buholz now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a chance to see him and, and his son at um, at practice the other day when I was at one of Florida's uh, spring practices, mm-hmm. and got a chance to talk to him. It's really cool. For me, because not only do I know his his uh, his dad, but but know his mom from from school and playing volleyball mm-hmm. in Florida and Missy Aggert, and so it's uh, it's it's been fun to kind of watch his successes at, at Buholtz and not only playing football, but a very good basketball. You can tell he's mm-hmm. an all-around athlete. Just looking at him, I know he's he's going to be much much more uh, thick than I was playing at Florida. He's already as an 18-year-old about as thick as I am now. So I'm excited to to see his progression, but a guy that um, obviously was, was around ball for his entire life and coached by his father, so I'm sure he's got great great uh, football IQ and, and certainly the, the work ethic has gotten into this point in time as well. For sure, and of course he, like you, is a basketball player and a real good one. He's, yeah. uh, uh, he, of course, is the winner of our uh, first Scott Brantley Trophy, which we uh, the Quarterback Club of Ocala awards to the top young man and top football player in the six county area and uh, we have a squad of scouts who go out and look at players and we judge it on academics we judge it on leadership we judge it on uh, uh commitment and uh, and values and then of course the football ability being playing ability uh and if you knew scott scott i was always a guy who gave everything he had on the field uh well, and i mean the, the award if he, if you ever received that award, mm. that is a, a that's high praise being compared to Scott Brantley, and mm. the fact that that uh, Trent was the first recipient of that makes yeah. it even more special. So I, I have great, uh, I, I hold Scott in, in uh, a high class for sure, and, and take a lot of him as a player at Florida, even more so as a friend, and getting to know him over the years and working with him doing some radio stuff. So uh, glad you guys are honoring Scott in that way, and uh, really cool that Trent was able to receive the first. Annual Scott Brantley Award. Well, that's good. And uh, with the trophy, is, I don't want to spend too much time talking. I had some questions to ask you about Pro Day. But, I mean, the uh, the trophy is, I mean, we it, this is an expensive trophy. It's not a little, little $50 thing from Walmart. It's uh, it, it's, in, it's it's well beyond uh, four figures. So it's, it's a, right. uh, yeah. So we want to do it in a class way. So that's just as long as I get that in there, uh, I want to say it's April 12th. 
at the Riley Art Center. You've never been there. Uh, and it's a beautiful facility, and we're really proud of the Ocala Quarterback Club for doing this. And there's a former Steeler that's going to be there. Uh, you might know him. His name is Bradshaw, uh, and he will be the featured speaker that night. So terrible. All right, so catch me up. Uh, we got that in there. Catch me up a little bit with Pro Day and what's going on. You're studying up with that, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, covering. We're, we're going to have live coverage of Florida's Pro Day tomorrow or uh, Wednesday March 27th, I believe we're on the air starting at 9 a.m., I think. So uh, Dari and Chiz and Jordan Rogers will be in the studio. Uh, they'll kick it to me here in Gainesville, and then Matt Stinchcomb is going to be in uh, Starkville for Mississippi State's Pro Day, which will be going on simultaneously. So you know, the, the, the big story is as I look at it heading into Pro Day tomorrow, obviously Ja'Kai Polite has some work to do after yeah. Uh, leaving everybody with a terrible impression of who he was at the Indianapolis Combine, showing up out of shape, not running very well, uh, just not not the guy that uh, I think all the scouts had thought they were going to see or hoped to see, uh, based upon the production that we saw here at Florida, particularly in the last year. You know, it, it was not a good representation for himself. So I'm hopeful to see him come back in better shape and to to play at a, a much better level than he showed when he was in Indianapolis. Um, I think one of the other big stories, Juwan Taylor, uh, can he solidify being a top ten pick? I mean, uh, this is a a guy that it's funny because it's almost for us Gators. I I don't know that we ever really uh, thought of him as being a guy that that was that highly coveted by the NFL. And it's it's interesting the timing of all this because remember Trenton Brown just signed that big deal um, here when free agency opened, and, and I don't ever remember him being all that productive player at Florida. You know, I think sometimes the NFL mm-hmm. looks at guys and their size and some of their their skill sets and, and can can find a way to use guys a little differently than what's uh, being utilized in the, in the college game. But you know, for Juwan Taylor, as much as, as much acclaim as he's received, I don't necessarily know that, that I ever really thought about him during his time here at Florida as being a, a top ten selection in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to keep our eye on tomorrow, how he, how he performs. Not only I don't know who. I don't know if he's going to run. I don't know what all he's going to do, but I know the uh, the coaches and scouts will be interested in getting him in some of those individual drills that they'll have an opportunity to do at the end of the day. All right. So talk about the top guys. Uh, is everybody going to work out? I haven't heard actually. I just was on the phone with some of the folks over in Florida. I don't think they know yet who's planning on doing what tomorrow. So it'll be kind of a wait and see for for all of us as it plays out in uh, in the morning. 8:30 is when they start mm-hmm. in the uh, weight room. They'll do uh, they'll do they'll wedge, uh, measure height and weight. They'll do the uh, the bench press test. They'll do the vertical leap in there, and then they'll make their way out into the swamp to to do the remainder of the the, the tests and then the uh, individual drills. All right. So so. And I, I don't want to keep it too late here, uh, but uh, but so what do you think the top who the top picks? Chauncey will obviously be probably. I don't feel he'll be maybe a second or third round or what would Chauncey be? Chauncey. I, mean, I, I mean, I think some people are having a little bit of an issue maybe figuring out what he is. I mean, I think the good thing for him at Florida was he got to do pretty much everything. Right, he played some corner, played some mm-hmm. safety, played at the star position yeah. in the slot really well. So he, he's been exposed to a lot of different things. Yeah, I think most people probably see him as being a, a safety, a single high safety in the mm-hmm. NFL, uh, a guy that can also match up with some bigger receivers or tight ends. Yeah. So I think I think he's you know teams figuring out how to utilize him and, right. and do they have a need for a guy like him? That's going to determine how early he goes. I think J- Juwan Taylor probably is the guy that's first off the board for Florida, and then depending on if Jakai Polite can can battle back from that that bad combine in Indianapolis, I think he's a guy that's still, you talk to some of the coaches, they've, they've never seen a guy that has the, the bend ability. When you talk about rush ends, the ability to bend coming around that curve, you see them on the hoop drill, and that's one of the things they're looking for is the ability to dip and bend and get around the edge and rushing the passer. He has that, that skill set that I don't think a lot of people have. And um, you know, if he can get in shape, if he can be a little more explosive with his, with his uh, 40 times and working out tomorrow, I think he has a chance to, to certainly battle back from that, that uh, poor showing in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me get you into this, and then I'll ask you about a trivia question. Maybe you can give me yeah. one. If you got a good one, let me know. Uh, uh, I'm giving away tickets to the evening with Terry Bradshaw. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, I mean, I know you followed the Apollos some. Your former head coach has having quite a run. Yeah. At age seventy three, he's now <clears throat> he's now uh, six and one. He's clinched the playoffs, and he is a happy dude. I talked to him, and unfortunately, my computer ate the interview. Like I said, I've been in technology oh, hell. Yeah, it was a great interview too. And he talked about you know among the things. That, now this is a this is you'll love this story. He introduced Dan Mullen in Jacksonville two weeks ago because the Jacksonville Gator Club had a meeting and they had it in a hotel where the Apollos were staying. As you know, they aren't staying in Orlando. So he came he came down and did the introduction. He got the biggest kick out of this when he told me. He and I wish I had the audio. He said, he got up and he says, all right, says, Dan Mullen on in 2031 will become the winningest coach at the University of Florida. <laughs> And he says that I'm going to be there to give him the game, or to get a game ball, the way I gave Coach Graves a game ball when I topped his record, and it was one of the greatest moments I ever had. He says I think in a, 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 as Coach Spurrier calling right now. <laughs> I wish I could get him back on. You can drop me. You can drop me for the head ball coach. He's uh, he's much bigger star than I am. Uh, I'm happy to come back another night. Uh, all right, he's calling in. I'll call you back. Thank Go you, ahead. Chris. All right, thanks. Yes, sir. All right, Coach Spurrier's calling in. I'm going to see if I can go back and get him now. Uh, we're going to do this. this is <laughs> What a night. All right, we're going to give you the trivia question in a minute. Uh, let's see if I can get Steve's number on Skype. And we'll call, see if we can reach him. <coughs> we'll dial him up. That'd be, see if we can reach Coach Spurrier. Yeah, it was uh, quite a little speech there. Uh, stand by a second, folks. I want you to reach this. All right. Hey there, uh, all right, Coach, you're standing by. I'm going to tell you my cell phone, see if we can get that. And I hated that we lost that interview. Stay with me, folks. Hang in there with me. Like Lynn said, we'll give you a refund, all you paying customers. <laughs> oh, what did I do? I must have done something pretty bad in technology someplace along the way. Let's see if we can get Coach Spurrier to call us right back. And let's get it from the horse's mouth. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a good story. I wanted him to be able to tell this. Can you, are you with me out there? I think you want to hear this story if we can get him. Hey, buddy. Hey, Coach, you're right on the air right now. You know I, that, don't I you? I just really dialed you. I was messing with my phone and I accidentally hit you. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did because here's why. <clears throat> that right. terrific interview that I had for you yesterday was one yeah. of the best I ever had. I hold it today really? to play it tonight and the computer ate it. And I was just telling the people, I'm on the air right now as we're talking, about the great story you told me about Dan Mullen. Could you just give that story, Steve, again? Because I kicked myself that that, that was one of the best interviews you ever did. My computer Are you aided. on the radio right now? I'm on the air right now. We're on the air. You called me right in the middle of the show. And I hung up from Chris Doring and said, I'm going to go get Coach for a second to let him finish his story about you introducing Dan Mullen in Jacksonville. Can you do that for me? Well, the, they had three or four hundred, I guess, here at the Gator Club. And, uh, they asked me to introduce him, and I just basically said that I predicted he's going to be the winningest coach in Florida history. Uh, he averaged 10 a year, he can do it in 12 years. So uh, I said, uh, I forgot to say that I plan on being at the game, and I hope that uh, he would give me a game ball, just like I gave Coach Graves a game ball way back in 1996 when uh, I broke his record. So, uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to, what, uh, 11, 11 years from now? Yeah, you had the day you figured it pressed me that you'd done the math on it already. Uh, and you said, well, I believe your words, let's see if I'm correct, were that it was one of the best things I was ever able to do when I gave Coach Graves mm -hmm. uh, the ball of our, when we broke his record. 
And uh, and you said that. And I, when I hung up the phone, I thought, you know what? That's quite a compliment, Steve, saying that. Like he well, said, I think it was, yeah, it was as much a big honor for him as it was me, I thought. And maybe more so because he's the man who got me to come to Florida. Yeah, Did you know I was in Tennessee at that time when I was working at the Nashville Tennessean when you were being recruited by him in Florida? Yeah, so I remember that story quite well. Anyway, I I, I didn't want to. I just want to grab you real quick. It's a wonderful story, and congratulations on being six and one. Uh, and uh, you know, go get them and and and. Yeah, we go to Memphis this week. Yeah, so I'm going back to Tennessee, and uh, they they had a big win over Birmingham last week. They got Johnny Manziel playing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I hope the weather's good. It's not predicted to be real good Saturday, but uh, we we played in that snowstorm at Salt Lake, so we should be okay. And you said you had only three turnovers all year, and Jerry says, don't jinx it by talking about yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty fortunate taking care of the ball, and uh, Jared Gilbert is a heck of a quarterback, and we got good receivers and running backs, and defense is solid, so uh, we got a chance if we hang in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, thanks, Coach. Talking to you. Thank you, all Steve. Right. I'm glad you yeah. butt down me. Thanks. <laughs> all right. See, there's karma after all. Oh, I, I said to somebody earlier tonight, you know, I'm just not having a very good day. I'm about eight things have gone wrong. I think I can salvage six of them maybe, but the one I really regret is not getting that interview with Spurrier. He was far better when I talked to him yesterday, but uh, I think that's a wonderful story. He's already got it figured out in his mind how Dan Mullen's going to beat his record. And he said, he didn't say it here, but he said to me then, that I'm going to be there to get a game ball from him when he breaks the record, which tells you this. If you had any doubt about how highly regarded Dan Mullen is and how people believe in him, that right there clinches the deal, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Lynn, you're right. Uh, anyway, even if he did butt down, I'm glad we got that in. That was good. All right, let's get back on track. Now, now we're going to do this. I'm going to give away two general admission tickets to this event. And I'm going to take you thinking about this. Don't answer me right away. And and, and we're going to go take off and go talk to Mark Long about a few things. And we're going to, uh, they're pretty simple. Uh, I hope you won't Google them, uh, but maybe you will. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk at you about that in a minute. Here's the question. And you get two, uh, two general admission tickets worth $25 a piece for the person who, who gets these right. John Brantley was a quarterback and Scott Brantley was the all world linebacker who would have been all American if he hadn't got hurt. And they both got hurt on the same game and never played again for the Gators. Who was that team? All right. Think about it. Who was that team? Don't tell me now. <clears throat> I don't want you to say anything. I want to wait and get, get to, let's get down to about another 20, about 10 minutes till 10. <clears throat> you can start hitting it <clears throat> and start punching it up. Both of them have got hurt against the same team and see if you can come up with it. All right. Let's give that a shot and see. So let's go ahead and see if we can get a hold of our Dan. Let's get our sponsor in and thank him. Uh, you can't do this without sponsors, folks. Just trust me on this. And this is one of them right here. And we'll say goodnight to Terry Bradshaw. And we'll say hello to our friend, Dan Hightower. Job-related accidents create incredible stress on your finances, your relationships, and most importantly, your sense of well-being. When the adjuster is not approving benefits you are entitled to by law, you need Dan Hightower to help you understand all of your legal options. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. Call Daniel L. Hightower today to better understand all your legal options. 352-629-7777. Since 1976, and uh, next up will be Mark Long. We'll get his take on things, including spring practice, including uh, how the season ended for uh, Mike White, uh, and uh, and generally maybe about Pro Day as well. So uh, who knows who else we'll have on the night. We'll just keep answering the phone and something will pop up, right? And this will be the voice of Mark Long, who is – How you uh, doing? Well, I, you know, I've had an unbelievably terrible day. How's that sound? 
Ugh, Nothing's so working. Technology. I've lost everything three times. All I've had a battle with everybody from DirecTV uh, to uh, Cox Cable uh, to my computer going down. Uh, and you name it. And I got on the air and I started talking and they said, you got no sound on your computer. So that's how it's going to mark. You're going to save the day, but I just got a butt yeah. dial just now. One of the worst things that happened to me was in my computer ate an interview with Steve Spurrier. That's one of the oh. best he's ever given. And I saved wow. it a day to use and I turned on the computer and it was gone. So uh, I'm thinking crap. Well, I guess now I just got a call from Spurrier in the middle of Chris Story's interview. And I said, let me punch this guy up and see what he's doing. Chris said, go ahead. It was Steve Spurrier. So he got to retell this story, which I think is great, and you don't know about it. And he he wasn't too happy about going on the air because he butt-dialed me. Uh, but he did it, and uh, I said, well, you know, there's karma, right? He butt-dialed me for a reason, right, Mark? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it is so awesome. Uh, so I oh, punched the playoff spot. So yes, he's, uh... yes. Right back where he belongs. Yes. And I'm going to give you this little piece of information because you're the kind of guy who gets this stuff, understands that you're very perceptive, and you also know the history of Florida and you know the people involved. And that is that Spurrier, of course, as you know, is working out in Jacksonville because of the tax problems. Right. Uh, and uh, it so happens there was, like I guess, a Gator Club meeting up there last week. I think I told you about it. Um, and... Uh, and he was asked to come downstairs. He was staying at the hotel and introduced Dan Mullen. And so he came downstairs, introduced Mullen. And in, the, in it, he said, in 2000, I think he said 2031, 2030, Dan Mullen will become the one of his coaches, coach at University of Florida. And I'm going to be there for the game. And I'm going to come down. I'm going to get a game ball. Yeah, just like I gave Coach Graves a game ball when I broke his record. <laughs> he done the, he did the math in his mind to know wow. he'd have to average 10 wins a year, and, and he would become, and Spurrier seemed very pleased about that. And you know what? He might be right. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Yeah, it is. That's pretty awesome. And, you know, and certainly Dan Mullen's young enough that uh, coaching, you know, 11 years from now is not that uh, – Certainly not far-fetched by any means for a guy his age. So that'd be something for sure, you know, if, if, it, if it worked out just like Spurrier uh, envisions it working out. I think Spurrier is one of the best at doing that because when he was at Duke, he told his team that he wanted to put their expectations up on the board. And you might not know that story. It's in the book, Spurrier's autobiography. And he said, let's see what we can do here. And so I said, we can do this, we can do that. Okay, okay, we can do that. And somebody said... And we're going to win the ACC. <laughs> and Steve right. is the guard who said that. And Steve said, let's talk about that for a second. You realize this? We, You know, what, what, what the odds are of that happening? Yeah, but we want to put it up there, coach. Okay, and we'll put it up there. And by golly, they won the ACC that year. Wow, so yeah. he's good at doing that kind of stuff. So anyway, so um, uh, are you doing pro day this week, Mark? I am. That's uh, tomorrow morning. I'll be out there, and I'm actually uh, kind of torn. I don't know what to write in terms of. I think there's there's there are two pretty good storylines. I think obviously Juwan Taylor and his uh, rise is a pretty good storyline, and mm -hmm. I think uh, Kai Polite's fall yes. is a pretty good storyline. Yeah. And I might kind of combo those two: the rise and fall of two Gators. And, uh, you know, I, you know, six months ago, it was a complete flip. There was talk about Ja'Kai Polite being a top 10 pick and Jawan Taylor, you know, maybe a first day pick, maybe not. Now, all of a sudden, it's completely flipped and, you know, uh, Jawan Taylor's a top 10 pick. Uh, and Ja'Kai Polite is, you know, who knows where he goes. I don't know. I don't know if he's a, I'm not sure he's a second round pick right now. He might be a third round pick or even worse. So, uh, I think both those guys are interesting to see, uh, you know, what they do. And, and I think if you're Ja'Kai Polite, you do everything. If you're Juwan Taylor, you probably do nothing. So uh, I think that's that's where, what we'll see tomorrow. It's kind of what Doring just said, same thing, those two players. 
I'm interested to know whether Chauncey, uh, where he's going to play out. Uh, we thought for a while he might be pushing for a, you know, high second round or something. But I don't seem to get that feeling. I have no information. But, uh, you know, I've heard good reports and quotes from people. I've heard people say he's the best, one of the best prospects in his position. I guess it depends if somebody falls in love with him or not. What's your uh, yeah, take I on think that? He's, I think he, listen, he ran great, buddy, at the Combine, which I, is always big, running good, and, and he looks the part. Uh, guy's got muscles on top of muscles and is ripped from head to toe. Uh, so he looks the part. I, I do think there's a question as to what, you know, where is he? Uh, where does he fit in the NFL, at the NFL level? Is you know he's not a cornerback. We know that he's not a linebacker. We know that. So is he a nickel cornerback? Mm-hmm. And, and where do you where do you draft a nickel cornerback? Now I get nowadays they're they're certainly uh, bigger than they used to be or ever been. You're you're playing you know nowadays with a passing league. You're playing playing about seventy percent nickel and dime so you got that extra cornerback that extra safety kind of up on up you know in the slot up up around the line of scrimmage and so i think that's where he falls you know i think a couple years back the jags took a a nickel cornerback in the fourth round aaron colvin so you know i i duke dawson went in the second round so it's i think you're right maybe i think the second round so i think he's right in there somewhere between two and four and all he needs is one team to fall in love with him and they'll probably jump at it, at, at you know, jump at the opportunity to get him. But uh, you know, I think it's just going to be the right situation. And I still think he could be, he could be an every down safety, you know, probably a strong safety who's in the box on running downs. And I think he's good enough and tackled well enough last year to play that at the next level. Uh, you go back and look at his junior tape and his sophomore tape. I mean, his sophomore tape and his senior and his freshman tape, and you know, it wasn't quite the same. Uh, wasn't quite the same tackler, but he certainly turned around. And this year's senior year, he was a fantastic tackler, uh, maybe even the best on the team. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, so are you getting any any intel from uh, from from practices on how the new coaches are doing, especially in the in the secondary? And have you heard Chuck Heater's name mentioned? And and uh, they made an upgrade there. Uh, it looks like that that secondary's got some some good some good brain muscle back there. Yeah, I do. I do. I think they did upgrade. I think they also upgraded. You know, from a talent standpoint, not to take anything away from the guys they had down there before, because you know they've had talent in the in that secondary for years. But uh, I definitely think they've upgraded from a coaching standpoint and i think these new guys some of them are going to play right away these freshmen and then when you throw in the fact that you're getting you know you're getting marco wilson back to play opposite cj wilson i mean cj henderson you know you're going to have the best cornerback tandem probably in the sec maybe one of the top five or so in the country i would think if not number one and uh and uh, you know it obviously it moves Tradeen into that star position that Chauncey vacated, and you got you got some other guys there. You got to try to find a way. Uh, Bernie's another one. They you know they're raving about. They got to find a way to get him on the field. So uh, you know, and these these freshmen coming in, these freshmen who are there look the part. Uh, they certainly have the the uh, the credentials, and uh, now all of a sudden they got I think better coaching. I'm with you. They got better coaching and. There is an upgrade there, and I think there's some consistency with Todd Grantham sticking around. I think there was some a lot of concern as to whether he was going to hit the road, and him sticking around and getting a, a lot of consistency on that defensive side of the ball is going to pay dividends. I think uh, moving forward, I don't think we're going to see the drop off some people thought, you know, a month ago when you're looking at losing Chauncey Gardner and you're looking at losing Jakai Polite, and you know maybe losing a couple other guys, all of a sudden you're wondering, you know, what are they going to be up front or what are they going to be on that even side of the ball? But I think I look at them and I think that they'll be even better than last year. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little hoop. Uh, Gators are gone now and they're out of it. Uh, they probably were about what they needed to be. Uh, they, 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 they maxed. I think I got out most out of it. They got another 20 wins, 20 win season. I was talking uh, last night to a, to a guy who's a former, well, Bill Koss. He's followed the team pretty closely. And, 
you know, he's a, he's big on he likes Mike White. So to get a guy who's won twenty twenty games, three games in a year, three 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 get seasons in a row, and uh, and to get a guy like that who's young, and you think other other co- other schools aren't going to want him, and and yet. I don't know what it is about Mike White, but there's a lot of people who don't like him and are angry at him. I'm not sure why. Do you get that? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I've gotten it all year. I, people are frustrated with the offense and I think the lack of an offense. Sometimes they look at it and they go, what is this? It's it's a lot of, you know, defensively they get it, but on the offensive side of the ball, they you know, it's not a lot of motion, a lot, a lot of, pick and roll, not a lot of post inside out. Uh, and I, I think people looked at it and were like, this is this guy's passing the ball around on the perimeter and, you know, waiting the first one to get an open look takes it. And that's kind of the offense. And, uh, so I get that. I get where they, they, they looked at it and they saw that I get where people look at it and they go, okay, Kayvon Allen's been here four years with Mike White. He's pretty much the same player he was, as a freshman and sophomore, as a senior, Jalen Hudson, he regressed until late in the year. Kayvon Kavares Hayes, you know, this guy's, his hands are not any better than they were no. four years ago. So people look at that and they go, where's the progress? You want, you want to see this joke him Noah jump, uh, you know, from, from someone, one guy, yeah. one, you know? And so I think that that's where people are frustrated and I get that, but I look at it more from a standpoint of, uh, Mike White, I think, a little bit been hamstrung with these guys. I don't think he he doesn't have any any NBA talent at the certainly not as upperclassman. You can't tell me Kavares Hayes is playing at the next level. He's not. You can't tell me Kayvon Allen or Jalen Hudson are going to play at the next level. They're not. So you know Keith Stone's another one. Those guys are you know they're they're not. It wasn't a good class. And you blame those on Billy because you know really they're Billy guys that. Mike White came in and inherited and kept them in the fold. Not Jalen, but certainly um, Hayes and Stone and and Allen were those. So uh, I go, I look more at what Mike White has done lately. He had to prove himself those first couple years, and the recruiting class showed. Now all of a sudden, you look at this freshman class with Andrew Nimard and Noah Locke and uh, Keontae Johnson, and those guys have been really good. And then you look at what's coming in. They've got the, he's got a top ten class, the best recruiting class, you know, in a long time. Even going back in the late Billy era, uh, is the best recruiting class coming in, led by you know, uh, Scotty. What is Scotty's last name? Uh, yeah, the recruit. Yeah, I, I mean, know you don't. Scotty I mean, Lewis. Yeah. Scotty Lewis, uh, you know, uh, a uh, forward. And then the Trey Mann, the point guard. So they got and they got a big man coming in. So they got mm-hmm. three guys coming in, uh, all very highly touted guys. Make you know give Florida a top ten recruiting class. And so you you combine what Mike White did last year with Nemar Johnson and Locke. What he's going to do next year with the next three guys. And I think the sky's the limit. And there's no ceiling and. Everything's good for Mike White right now. I mean, I, I you know if I'm if I'm Scott Strickland, I'm thinking about uh, giving the guy a contract extension, given given what he's doing on the recruiting trail and what he did with that program. And I do think there'll be some addition by subtraction uh, when you're talking about getting rid of you know Cavarius uh, Hayes, who's a little offensively limited, Jalen Hudson, certainly Kayvon Allen. You get rid of those guys, Keith Stone transferring. Uh, you're, there's going to be some addition by subtraction there. You know, uh, coaches, uh, they use this expression, how they like a team. And, and you wouldn't understand it if you were a fan. They, some, some, some teams they love, some teams they like okay, and some teams they hate. I think Mike White was just in the middle of this team. I know he was very frustrated because I heard, picked up some, some chatter around the, the program earlier in the year because he thought his – he thought his seniors weren't giving him anything. His young players were, but the seniors weren't giving him. And specifically, the guys that you mentioned. You know, they couldn't uh, – Kayvon was coming back from either a bad experience thinking he was going to go get drafted and had to come back. You know, uh, uh, none of the seniors were in. Kavaris Hayes couldn't catch a cold, you know, <laughs> with, his, with his hands. And uh, Anyway, so he, was, he had a young team, and I don't think he liked the team. 
I think he liked it better as the season went on because the heart of guys like Hayes and the way Keontae Johnson developed, I thought he developed really nicely, although he fell off a little at the end. Uh, And certainly Noah Locke, had he not gotten hurt, would have been a much bigger force. And you couldn't ask much more from Scotty Nimhart. So you're freshman, and now you put these, those, as you say, put those guys together with the incoming class. I've seen Trey Mann. I've interviewed Trey Mann. He is something special as a young man, as a basketball player. I haven't seen Lewis, but I'm sure he's everything they say he is. So, uh, you know, next year, uh, he'll have a better shot at it. Now, if he didn't make the tournament next year, he'll start all over again. I'm, I just say, look, I read a story by, I think it was Dooley. Did you read that story they did about the plan? Yeah, it was Sunday's paper uh, about how Florida's have had, has really made coaches rich by keeping them long term and how Foley. Oh, yeah, 10 year contracts. 10 year contracts, right. contracts, you know. And if you don't know what it's like to go without a coach, and they almost knew this year, got a little bit of taste of it. <laughs> a little bit of taste of it. And, and, and whenever they didn't know that they had Mullen. And what that was a wild, wild west. Go back and look a few years ago when there were a whole bunch of schools looking for coaches like USC, Notre Dame. These are big-time programs who couldn't find a coach. Tennessee didn't know who to hire. They were begging Charlie Strong. You know, uh, in Texas, they were digging for coaches. And to have a good one uh, like that and have a guy like Mullen, who's probably going to be maybe that guy Spurrier talks about, that in, you know, in 11 years he'll be giving him the uh, football and congratulating him for breaking his record. To have that guy in your house and the seat and have a hold on the program, you're very fortunate. Oh, big time. And, uh, you know, and, and that's where Mike White is. I think he's he's that guy, that next guy. You know, I don't know if they're going to give him a 10-year contract like some of those others, but, uh, you know, you, you, you'd be – I think you're being remiss. If you're one of these fans out there – Who's not sold on Mike White? I think you're missing the boat. I think I think you're you're not giving him his due. I think you you know you're not digging in. I mean this this is as you 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 hit on it. You nailed it. This was a a, a group that uh, wasn't didn't have a lot of senior leadership. Didn't have a lot of you know senior talent. Didn't have guys taking huge jumps. I mean you know I go back to those that '04 class because it won back-to-back titles, but the, the, the reason that that class, you know, did what it did and made this huge jump was because these players, these individual players made unbelievable jumps and Joe Kim Noah at the top of the list, Torian Green also, uh, Al Horford was good as a freshman, but even better as a sophomore and a junior and Corey Brewer and even Lee Humphrey, you know, an unbelievable shooter. Yeah. And, uh, so you gotta get guys making a jump. And I, you know, as you mentioned, Hayes, Hudson, uh, Keith Stone, and Kayvon Allen, they didn't make jumps, you know, four years and and barely anything, you know. So it's like you just got to have guys make a jump. And I think that's going to be telling is now all of a sudden Mike White's got that freshman class that played really well, those three guys, and will one or two of them make a big jump. And I, I think it's going to be Andrew Nimard. And probably uh, Keontae Johnson, those two guys, I think they got it in them to make these huge jumps, huge jumps. And then you, you throw in a talented class that gets to, that comes in, doesn't have, won't have to be doing, won't have to do a lot. We'll get to play behind them a little bit. And I think he's got a recipe for, for success here at Florida. I'm not predicting a national championship, but I certainly think it'll be better than what we've seen the last few years. All right, Mark, I've kept you up late. Sorry getting to you a little bit yeah. late today. I want no to finish off with this thing about, uh, the feeling we get about what's going on with Mullen, the fact is that they have a really good team coming up. Uh, and we know the offensive line is at Kelly's heel probably right now, we think. Well, let's see how fast Heavens he can, you know, can develop those guys. But if it all goes like we think, we think everybody says uh, Felipe's having a really great spring. He's got young guys coming up behind him. They got Piran and a bevy of running backs. They got some really good receivers. The defense is the secondary looks terrific, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's just say there's a good mood right now in camp. And I think when they hit the ground running, they're going to be expecting people are going to expect them to be competing to get to trip to Atlanta, which is realistic, I think. I think you'll agree. The question is if you look at the schedule, you can easily see three losses. If you're good, if you, it, would it be, would it be, uh, would it, would it be a failure 
if they if if they didn't yeah. top this year's record? Well, uh, I don't think that would be a failure. I think uh, the schedule does get a little bit tougher when you're you're rolling on Auburn. That certainly doesn't help. Um, you know, they've caught. When you look at the SEC East, really, it was it's been Georgia and and then everybody else the last couple of years, and Florida's kind of been there, but not really there, you know, in, in terms of competitive with Georgia. So I think you look at that, and it's really, you know, it hasn't been what we thought it would be. We thought, you know, maybe Tennessee would take a step. Kentucky was a little bit of a surprise last year, uh, but then Missouri and Vanderbilt were, you know, fell off. So uh, I, I don't know. I see. I know the games you're talking about. That you know, if you're you're looking at, you know, you're looking at LSU, Georgia, you're looking at Georgia LSU, and, and Auburn, and yeah, Auburn. Yeah. You know, who knows what Miami team shows up? Right. They've been very, you know, Jekyll and Hyde for for a number of years. So, um, you know, there's certainly some losses on the schedule. But when you know, I would think anything short. I I would be stunned if he doesn't win ten games, mm-hmm. especially if you factor in the bowl game. Um, and that's, I think that's the standard right now. Yeah. I think anything, you know, winner, you win some close games, you lose some close games, you know, that's, that's certainly that number can, you can either have a great season or a, what you consider a mediocre season. But to me, it's right now the, he set the bar 10 wins. That should be the norm at the university of Florida under Dan Mullen. Uh, that's where it's gotta be. That's where it should be. And that's where it was under Spurrier. That's where it was under urban and you're okay. You can have a down year, but the down year won't be four and eight. It won't be four and seven like it was mm. four and eight under Muschamp, four right. and seven under McElwain. It won't be there. Down year now will be nine wins. Yeah, the, high, the higher yeah, will be a little higher, and the lower will be a lot lower. Exactly. A higher, a lot, lot higher. Exactly. So yep. you level off on those lines completely. And and uh, well, and not only that, but the HBC has told him he's going to have to average ten wins a year, so he better stay on schedule. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Mark, great stuff as usual. Appreciate being on with you. Have a good week. Enjoy yourself. You going to go back to? You're not doing any basketball this week, right? No, I'm yeah. off the basketball yeah. okay. beat for the for the rest of the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah. Now a spectator. Spectator. All right. Enjoy. Yeah. Talk to you okay. next week. Thank That's you, Mark. Funny. Mark Long, the AP. There okay. he is. Right, he's. Uh, we talk about Iron Duke, and he's great. And but Mark's there almost every week, and I appreciate it. And, and he, I think he, he brings something. You know what I mean? He brings something. He brings knowledge. He's got his own mind about things, and he's been around. He he gets, you know, he gets the program. He understands. He, he you know, don't blow any smoke at him. I meant to tell him there was a a tweet today earlier, and somebody tweeted that. I wish I could have it. Find it. Somebody tweeted that. Um, it's now been 113 days since McElwain talked to the press <laughs> in his new job. I'm not kidding. I couldn't believe that. 113 days since McElwain talked to the media. Is it Central Michigan? I've even forgotten now, whatever it is. And I thought, yeah, yeah, here's Central Michigan. Officially, 113 days since Central, since Jim McElwain has spoken with the media the day he was introduced. Wow. Wouldn't you think you want to start off better than that? Unbelievable. I don't get these guys. It's not that much to do. You know, just, just give a little bit. McElwain's a strange dude, isn't he? Okay. Now, we're going to see who's been paying attention around here. And who's got information? And I think we have a winner, but uh, I'm going to give you one more try before we go put it to bed. Scott Brantley and his brother John, who played for Forest High School and were the people who mainly responsible for Forest High School winning back to back state championships, something that never happened in Ocala ever. and Scott, of course, will be honored. Uh, he'll be among those honored, as will Trent Whittemore, Gator commit from Buholtz. Um, And if you know the answer to this, and you were the first one to answer it, and you got it right, I have a pair of $25 general admission tickets. 
If you want to go upgrade them, you can pay the extra 25 bucks and get reserved. But these are free. And uh, if you like to go, uh, it'll be on the night of the 12th at the Rally Arts Center. There's the information there at the bottom about how to get a hold of people to get tickets. You can also go online to the Rally Arts Center. There are information where you can buy online as well. An evening with Terry Bradshaw on April 12th. So I ask you again, against what team did Scott and John Brantley get injured? Well, this guy's from Ocala, and he was the first one to say it, and he's correct. I don't know if anybody else did or not, but it was, in fact, Georgia Tech. So, Steve, you know where I am, how to get a hold of me. And uh, if you want to pick up those tickets, I'll, I'll grab them from Wes at the Ocala Quarterback Club. And you have a pair of tickets to see Mr. Bradshaw. Call me or text me if you decide you want to go get a little bit better ticket. You can pay the difference. It's $25. It's up to you. Uh, or just take those. Doesn't matter to me. So there you go. And I can't believe it, but we made it through the night. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what happened? What, is there some kind of karma out there where you, you know, where, where you deserve to be rained on? I mean, this is a little side notes. As I said to you, I've had it with Direct TV, Cox Cable, my computer froze up, um, etc. And tonight again, I had the same problem I've been having with no audio. Although I was in today getting worked on, so um, I guess you just have to you go through it. I think the highlight was, and I believe, who was it? Was it uh, who was the guy? Enrico made fun of me about this. The other night, I turned on my Facebook page, and it was in Portuguese. I'm not kidding you. In Portuguese. And I thought, well, why not? Everything else has happened. And I tried for two days to go on and change it. And I'm I'm fairly, I'm, I'm kind of adept at being online. I've been doing it a while. And my daughter asked, do you want me to help you with this? I said, yeah, have at it. Because I, I don't know. I've tried everything and I've, five times. I said, the problem was when you try to go in and fix it, it says you have to change the settings, but the settings are in Portuguese. How can you change them? So my daughter is smarter than I am. Laura came in and she said, let me see if I can do it. And about 10 minutes back, she came, all right, that'll be $400. I said, for what? So I said, I fixed it. How? She Googled the Portuguese word for settings. And she went back and punched it up and guessed at the one that said English. And she got it back to English. And there's nobody you can call. I even try, dummy me, I even got to a point where I call Facebook. Are you kidding me? Who's stupid enough to try to call Facebook? They're not going to answer. I Google everything. I look at everything online. I went to help. I mean, it's crazy. I think it's just my time in the barrel. I just think it's meant for me. And I'm sorry if I've been complaining about it. But you know what? It does get old. As of tonight, I'm done with that. We'll turn it on and it'll work. And we'll be good. All right. So I want to just make sure I don't neglect the people who make this possible. We do have some special people and uh, they are folks that I, and, and by the way, we still have the lights on campaign. If you're interested in helping out, you know how to do it. I won't go, I won't go to the trouble to give you the information. Go to Venmo, um, Buddy Show, uh, and uh, make your contribution if you'd like. Um, and uh, we have other information, ways to do it. We're looking for advertisers naturally. It's what drives it. We have some good ones. We're going to take care of two of them before we go to bed tonight. Uh, and people like this make it. I mentioned Dan Hightower, who's been with me now through Thick and Thin for quite a while. I mentioned uh, Renstar Medical Research, who is not only supports this program, but also supports programs in the community like the quarterback clubs program uh, and that may, they make this stuff possible too um, in fact I'm going to tell you about a little bit about Renstar Renstar Medical Research they're known as a proven reputation as a high quality patient centered clinical research facility right here in Ocala uh, and they do take research and they they give the data to uh, biomedical companies and treating things like 
Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, psoriasis, you name it, migraine, osteoarthritis, and they're doing research to help find some kind of treatment for that. Uh, they are very good at doing it. And uh, if you want a free memory, memory evaluation, you can call them at uh, 352-629-5800. Go online to Renstar Medical Research. Go www.renstar.net. Uh, and you'll find out what they mean when they say, Renstar Medical Research seeking tomorrow's answers to the health questions of today. Also, my longtime friends at Griner's, who have a quality product and they have the best service of any men's store I know anywhere right now. And I've been to a bunch of them. And they've been doing it for 62 years. You're doing something right 62 years, that's a long time. And Griner's in Ocala, Griner's for Men, has been doing that. They have great look. I saw a great looking pair of jeans in there the other day. I've got a pair from them. Uh, they, have, they have stuff like this. Um, and I like what I like about it too is that they. Don't try to upsell you or oversell you. You can go in the store, look around. They're going to bug you. And if you need advice, they'll help you. Uh, and so I suggest you get down there and see the folks in o downtown Ocala. They're dedicated to delivering the highest quality in men's clothing while maintaining the high standard of customer service. Stop by 405 East Service Springs Boulevard in Ocala. See for yourself why there is no other tradition like it. Grinders clothing for men an Ocala tradition since 1960. Two. Mark's Prime Steakhouse, real quick. Let me say thank you. I had a meal there the night. It was delicious as always. Thank you much, very much, Cindy. Uh, it's they got great service. Also have an ability to uh, meet your expectations in cuisine, give you a great dining experience. Two locations to serve you, Ocala, 352-402-0097. They have valid parking here. Also, Gainesville, 352-336-0077. Go and check out their unique dining experience they have there with fresh vegetables, premium wines, fresh seafood, and terrific meat, beef. Mark's Prime Steakhouse, Ocala and Gainesville. Okay, let's go ahead and say congratulations once again to Steve Young. You got it, buddy. Get in touch with me. You know how to do that. Uh, and you're one of the two tickets for tonight. And we will be back tomorrow night, hopefully. Hopefully all the audio will be working. That would be good if it did. Uh, and uh, we're going to keep hanging in there until we get it right. We've been doing it for over a year, folks. Thanks for your support. Good night, everybody.